A good day and welcome to episode 80 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and this week I'm joined by the Empress of Stardew Valley, Christine. Hello, Christine. Hi. And we are joined by the man who always has the high ground, Matt O. Hello, Matt O. Hello. Good to be back. It's good to be here, man. It's great to be back. How are you both doing on this first like relatively sunny day? Because I feel like it's been raining for two and a half months. Wow. We've had... In New York, we've had 18 days straight of measurable rain. Oh, God. So I'm really happy. I was able to do laundry today. And um, I slept for 12 hours after chaperoning eighth graders in the city all day yesterday. So I'm feeling great today. Yeah, that seems like something you'd probably have to do after chaperoning eighth graders for an entire day. I feel like a 12-hour just knockout is really the only remedy. <laughs> it's true. Like that and lots it. of alcohol. But you know, yeah, that, that too. That always helps. <laughs> And Matto, how are you this lovely Wednesday? Just spectacular, Steve. Also enjoying the nice weather, but not really because I came home from work and went straight yeah. to this. <laughs> this is the first weekend that's looking remotely sunny in like the past, I want to say like four weeks. So yeah. I'm going to have to get myself outside just, just because I'll feel bad if I don't. Yeah, take easel for a little Obligated as a human being, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Gotta go get some of this fresh air. <sighs> and so, as you'll notice, we're minus the lore connoisseur. And really, it's because last week, as you all know, where we left off, Manny, got he got snatched by Euron. And with the events that happened in King's Landing, Matt was very nervous. So he is actually taken to the seas. And he is out looking for Manny. So... <laughs> Oh. I don't know if and when <laughs> they'll return, but I hope they'll return soon. I wish them soft seas on the, the return home. <laughs> Manny's going to come home with his tongue cut out. Yeah, he was hanging out with Yaron a little too long. <laughs> I love how he was like talking to Yar and he's just like, yeah, I'm on a ship full of mutes. It's like, yeah, they're mutes because you cut out their tongues, dude. Like, you're kind of <laughs> skipping over that. De- Anywho. <laughs> so while they're... So while they're sailing the seas of the seven kingdoms we do have to keep the house clean so please follow us on social media we're at plus one player on twitter and instagram and that's at plus the number one player and of course we have a facebook which is facebook.com slash plus one player so go check out our social media sites to stay up to date with what's happening on the website which of course is plus one player.com there you'll find all of our content and links to our twitch which is twitch.tv slash plus one player um, we've been doing a lot of the reaction show streams and we're going to be doing some more of that with like TV and movies as we go along. So that'll be where we do a lot of that. So hopefully we can get some, you know, chat interaction. So go check out more of the entertainment chats that we're having reaction show, spoiler cast, all the good stuff on twitch.tv slash plus one player and on the website and in the Twitter bio, you can find a link to our discord. Come on and join the community. We have a great group of folks and we'd love to have you unless of course you're racist, in which case, I kind of hope you were in King's Landing last week. Anywho, <laughs> after all that, if you've enjoyed the content and if you've enjoyed hanging out in Discord, think of heading on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two because every dollar you give us will go right back to the show to make it the best podcast it could possibly be. We have an amazing group of supporters and we would love it if you would join that rad group. And of course, can't finish up housekeeping without mentioning the biggest Patreon supporter, and that's the sponsor of the show, Nerdiest Brands. But of course, I will tell you about that before the topic of the podcast. And with that... The house is clean. We've swept all of Euron's mutes out into the, the brush. We got him out of here. They didn't really put up much of a fight. Rush. <laughs> we 
we just shoot him away. But episode 80 <laughs> is ready to rock. We got some fun things to talk about, as we always do. You know, we're, we're a happy-go-lucky bunch. So, Christine, what is on the agenda for episode 80? 20 away from 100. The countdown is on. I promise you we have something planned. And by that, I mean we have nothing planned. But I'm sure we'll think of something. But episode 80, some- <laughs> we're on the way. Yes, we're coming for you. All right. So today's agenda is as follows. First, we'll be playing the game Who Said It, where each of us will have a quote from a video game character with multiple choice answers, and the other two participants will have to guess who said it. Pretty self-explanatory. Oh, yes. Then we'll be moving on to the topic of the pod, which is DLCs and expansions. Our favorite ones, how do they add to our experiences in gaming, etc., which I'm very excited to talk about. Same. Mm -hmm. I cannot Mm -hmm. wait. Who would like to start off? Who said it? I can go first. Go for it, Steve. All right. First quote. Hey, baby, why don't you and I go cruising on this A-grav zoomer? So is this Daxter from Jack and Daxter, Claptrap from Borderlands, or Roman from GTA 4, who, of course, is Nico's cousin? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's Daxter from Jack and Daxter, because I think they're called zoomers in the the game. You know more than I do. <laughs> I was gonna I say it's totally wrong. It's one or the other because it's like a grav zoomer sounds kind of sci-fi. Yeah, I'm also gonna go with Daxter. You are both correct. Ooh, Daxter yes. is the right answer. I threw in Roman because I kind of thought maybe you'd think that was something that weird I, guy would say. I could hear it in his voice still. <laughs> oh, Nico, why don't you run hey, about a grav zoomer? Go oh bowling. <laughs> Oh, no. All right. Matt, why don't you go next? I will go next. Okay. My first quote is, some people call these demons. I call them bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Bourbon from Metro 2033, Letho from The Witcher 3, or Dante from Devil May Cry 5? That's tough. That is really tough. I feel, I'm going to go with Dante. Like I don't have a lot of experience with Devil May Cry other than like what I've seen. I haven't really played the games, but I feel like that's the type of game where it might use dialogue like that. So I think it might be Dante. I think it's also Dante. Well, you're both wrong. Oh, <laughs> man. It's not from it's, The Witcher. It's, it? No, it's a Bourbon okay. from Metro 2033. Okay. He's a, that was my other yeah. guess. He's I a drunk Russian. So <laughs> I see you went with my strategy of having the answer be the first choice. It's not, <laughs> a lot of, it usually throws people off. Oh, not only. I, I almost did. I actually did that when I wrote them down and realized, oh, maybe I shouldn't have them all be the first choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know they're or not all the first I choice. maybe I didn't. Or maybe know. he left it. We'll never maybe know. Did well, we'll know soon randomly assorted them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll go next. Stand in the ashes of a trillion dead souls and ask the ghosts if honor matters. The silence is your answer. Is that Andrew Ryan from Bioshock? Ezio Aretore from Assassin's Creed? Javik from Mass Effect 3? Or Mara Sov from Destiny 2? I know this one, so I'm going to let Steve guess. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Morosov. The answer is Javik from Mass Effect uh, 3. Alex? You are correct, <laughs> O'Neill. <laughs> I went with the ghost reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did. It's okay. <laughs> All right. My next one. Oh, my eye just switched back on. I see a tough-looking minion in an incredibly handsome robot, which means that whoever has my eye is very close. 
Is this Ghost from Destiny, Clank from Ratchet and Clank, or Claptrap from Borderlands? It's a claptrap. <laughs> it's yes, it's a hundred percent claptrap. It is claptrap. <laughs> I, I knew you guys would get that as being very big Borderlands fans. So I wanted to yes. I wanted to throw a claptrap you. your way. <laughs> oh thank you. Like, oh. Thanks for the layup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Find me something to decimate. Is that unnamed Crimson Raider from Borderlands <laughs> Two? Unnamed Jesus. Krogan from Mass Effect? Or unnamed marine from Halo Three. Really? Okay. <laughs> I that go again. Halo Three. Say that again. I want to get the quote it's again. Find me something to decimate. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Halo Three guy. You are right. Yeah, okay, <laughs> and I only did this because if Matt was here, he would have known it because we heard this quote a bajillion times from this <laughs> one level. Because I think we were playing it on Legendary, and we kept dying, and every time it respawned us. We'd be respond in this warthog, and the marine on the turret would always say, "Find me something to decimate." <laughs> so we heard it about seventy-seven thousand times. That's that's a lot of things to find him for decimation. Really, yeah. like, <laughs> it's a lot of work. Gonna keep going out there. Gonna work on Saturdays. Yeah. Sundays too. Jesus, He's very dedicated to his uh, career. His decimation. His, his decimation. <laughs> All right. My second one. What is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. Is this A, Dracula from Castlevania? B, Geralt of Rivia from The Witcher? C, The Outsider from Dishonored? Or D, GLaDOS from Portal? So what was the first one again? Dracula from Castlevania. What, what was the third one? The Outsider from Dishonored. I'm going to say it's that one. Okay. I was, I was thinking that, but I'm also... I'm kind of thinking Geralt. Uh, this is tough. I'm I'm gonna go with Geralt just because I, I want to say yeah, the same. I honestly, one. Don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to spice it up. That was a tough one. Unfortunately, you are both wrong. Oh no! It was Dracula, Dra- from Castlevania, Dracula, fucking Dracula, <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> that sneaky son of a bitch. Yeah, it's a really good quote. I like it a lot. So, so I have my last one here. It's my favorite one of the night so far. <laughs> Here's a lockpick. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you. Is this Barry Burton from Resident Evil, Brynjolf from Skyrim, or Codsworth from Fallout 4? I think I know this one. I have no clue. I'm gonna... Who was the first person? Barry Burton from Resident Evil. I'm gonna go Skyrim. I don't Brynjolf. think it's right. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. say oh. I'm gonna say it's um Barry Burton from Resident Evil. It is Barry Burton from Resident <laughs> Evil. It's absolutely <laughs> I, hilarious. I, I I was gonna say I feel like I remember hearing this. Stuff, like, it's somewhere. in Resident Evil One, so PS One Resident Evil, and it's him and Jill, and they're about to separate to go search the place, and he just goes, "Jill, here's a lockpick. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking." <laughs> Why is she the master of unlocking? Like, what does it take to be a master of unlocking? You just have keys? It's it's a key part of her character backstory. (laughs) Yeah. You're the master of unlocking. Here's a (laughs) lockpick. And it's delivered just like that. Because, like, the voice acting for that game is so bad. (laughs) All right. So uh, here's my number three. Also my favorite of my It's It's a me, Mario. I know this. One. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Mario from GTA Vice City? Mario from Assassin's Creed 2? 
or Mario from Super Mario Bros. 3? I mean, Steve, I know the answer, so I'm going to let you guess. I'm going to go with the Vice City guy. It's Mario from Assassin's Creed. <laughs> You're right. It is. <laughs> when you meet your Uncle Mario for the first time and you can't recognize him, he says, It's a me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> It's so silly. (laughs) It is really dumb. (laughs) And I laughed really hard. But it's it's pretty cringy at the same time. Uh, Just a a giant wink. It's like, get it? (laughs) Video (laughs) games? What's up a wink more of like it (laughs) throws a rock in your face? It's like the the Rihanna blinking slash winking gif where she's like, (laughs) <laughs> He's also wearing a blue and red tunic. I <laughs> wish he was. I wish he had a little hat yeah. with an M on it too. Just, White gloves. Know. You remember my hat? Yes. Uh. <laughs> he does have a mustache, but uh, not as prominent as the other Mario. <laughs> All right, I have two more, but I'll I'll do this one. I am a monument to all your sins. Is this Sovereign from Mass Effect? A Psycho from Borderlands? The Father from Fallout 4? Or a Gravemind from Halo 2? I know this one. We'll go with the Father from Fallout 4. Okay. You're going to go Dad? It's uh, the Gravemind from Halo 2. It is. <laughs> I figured I'd give you a Halo one. Well, thank you. I gave myself <laughs> a Halo welcome. one. but <laughs> <laughs> Self-serving over here. <laughs> Do you want to do your you want to do your last one? Yeah, Might do your well. bonus. Yeah. 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 Okay. My last little bonus. And remember that bad times are just times that are bad. Is that Marnie from Stardew Valley? Katrina from Animal Crossing. Wheatley from Portal 2. Or Tiny Tina from Borderlands 2. I'm going to go with the Animal Crossing one. I want to say it's like Wheatley from Portal 2. Because it seems something like something inane and stupid, <laughs> like like sounds deep, but it just just means nothing. <laughs> it's a Yogi Berra quote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say Wheatley. Steve, you're correct. Hey. It is from Animal Crossing. Oh, she, she's the little psychic cat. You can like pay for like at the end of like your fortune. She says that. Bam. So. Got I it. think it's actually very nice, Matt. <laughs> Little, it's trying to be motivating. Animal Crossing is a wholesome game. Don't ruin it. Thanks. Don't at me. And that's that <laughs> on Animal Crossing. Don't <laughs> at her. The book is closed. It's it's done. <laughs> and with that, we are through our Who Said It. If you out there have any Who Said It, so like to throw away, give us a call at 347-509-5620. And so before we get into the topic of the podcast, the show is brought to you by our sponsor, Nerdiest Brands. So are you a fan of some cool nerdy things like Marvel, DC, Overwatch, and many more? If so, check out nerdiestbrands.com for a plethora of rad nerdy gear delivered to you by vendors and designers from all over the world. Don't hesitate and outfit yourself with the best nerdy gear in town with nerdiestbrands.com. That's nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com. Christine. Back over to you. Hooray. Okay. After that riveting round of Who Said It, we are going to move on to a very exciting topic for the podcast today, which is DLCs or downloadable content and expansions. Talk about our favorite ones. How do they enhance our experience of gaming? Are they worth the cost? 
because sometimes they do cause that ka-ching, ka-ching. So I figure why not start off positive and talk about some of our favorite video game DLCs. Steve, I'll toss it back to you, my dear. All right. So I'll kick it off with one of my favorites. And this was, I'm going to go with a more recent one. And like, honestly, any chance I get to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn, I will. But the Frozen Wilds DLC that came out in November of 2017. So Horizon Zero Dawn comes out in February and then November comes out the the Frozen Wilds, which it was another like 10 hours worth of expansion. I think it sold for 20, but if you had PS Plus, you could get it for 15. So honestly, worth every penny. Like even if I didn't have PS Plus, that definitely would have been worth 20 bucks because it was another 10 hours in that world. It gave us much more challenging enemies because by then you're pretty much ranked up. Like I was maxed out with everything. And so when I got there, I was like, well, even some of the tougher enemies that I've been facing, I've I've usually been able to get rid of them pretty quickly. The first enemy I ran into was like this giant, like bear type thing. And it fucked me up. Like I (laughs) was almost completely dead. Like I was just throwing everything I had at it. And I was like, all right, that was how it introduced you to this world. I was like, okay, I'm in for a ride. And so it advanced the story which is huge because I, I loved that story. It was a new IP and it, it really sucked me in and I just wanted to keep going back to it. So it really advanced that a little bit more and kind of just gave you a little bit of taste where they're like, yeah, I can see a sequel coming, but who knows how long it'll take. So that was a nice little kind of olive branch to everybody where it's like, here, I know we, like this is almost like a thank you. Like you guys enjoyed and, and turned this game into something, you know, really critically acclaimed. So we're going to give you a little bit of additional content for it, but it added so much to it. Gave us some cool new weapons, gave us some new abilities. Obviously like the new enemies were awesome. And the snowy setting was really cool because everything else was kind of like jungle and mountain themed. And then this one was just fully coated in snow and I remember the first time I fired it up, watching Aloy walk through, like, the knee-deep snow and the way the snow, like, crumbled around her. I was like, this game is so damn beautiful. And it was like, because <laughs> that was one of the ones where I first started to, like, use photo mode with it. And mm-hmm. so many awesome pictures came out of that snowy setting. So that one, mm-hmm. like, really just hit all those, like, check marks for me. It's like, does it add something to the story? Is, is it going to, like, give you additional gameplay elements that so that way it doesn't feel like you're just doing the same rehearsed thing that you were doing? And is it going to, f- like, give you enough content where it's going to be worth that price of admission? So, like I said, I paid 15 I would have paid 20 if I didn't have PS Plus because I do think it was worth every dollar because I know there are some DLCs, like... Destiny is what Curse of Osiris and Morrowind, which was a Morrowind. No, no Morrowind what, what? Skyrim. Wait, no, it's, <laughs> it's the Morrowind it's the is... it's the warm warm wind warm wind warm mind warm mind. I kept calling it I kept calling it warm wind because because on, on what's good games. Brittany called it warm wind and she was like, yeah, it's just like a fart. And so like that's <laughs> all I think of when I hear warm mind now is like oh, it's man. a fart of a DLC and that's kind of <laughs> what it was because like. I didn't get those DLCs until I could get them for literally $10 because or, oh, it was because I got like a $20 gift card to like PlayStation or something. Okay. So I used it for that because I was like, oh, it's free money. Like I can, mm-hmm. you know, might as well use it. But that was the only reason I even got it because it didn't add enough to it and it wasn't long enough. Whereas the Frozen Wilds was like, this was, uh, this was a, a, like a serious epilogue to the game almost where it's like here this is going to kind of set things up moving forward. So that's what I look for. And it hit 
every one of those check marks. Is that supposed to take place after you beat the main story? I still oh, yeah. have to finish it. Yeah, it like, does. Okay. I don't. I, I don't think it was like too much. It doesn't take place like too much longer after the main story, which is good. Okay. So like it, it kind of keeps you in that same time frame. Oh, great! I have to go back and finish it because playing it. I think I just got overwhelmed because I kept picking up quests. And then I was like, I can't do this. But it was like what I played was so much fun. And I love Aloy. She's like such a great, like awesome female protagonist. She's so cool. And I love her different weapons. But I have so many games. I know. It is tough. But <laughs> that Hashtag is, backlog. That is one I would definitely recommend that like just try to sink like a couple hours into it and like try not to yeah. get hooked on it because that was one well, of the things that yeah. it did to me well on the bright side next week is moral day weekend yes so five day weekend i'm dog sitting i'll just have my playstation with the tv and i'll if it's not that game i'll finish something else you know that's true it's a good weekend for backlogs when you have some extra time <laughs> i know hopefully the overwatch anniversary event doesn't come out at the same time because i know then i'll be playing that <laughs> it's just what they'd see do yeah. to me like got the blanket and everything matt what about you fave dlc fave got a DLC. couple i got a couple i got a few i guess since we started with um so you know what i'm gonna say i'm gonna start with this one steve you might be familiar with this one because i know you're a far cry fan it's a mm. far cry blood dragon so that is one because that one came out after three yeah and so it was four Manny, three, yeah. yeah manny could attest to the fact that i didn't i didn't play three because he would always tell me to play three i have it but so blood dragon is one i haven't played unfortunately oh wow this is like right up your alley too. <laughs> I feel like it is. That's the thing is I got to go. I have three on my PS4 now. And it, it, that's what happened was it fell to the backlogs. I started playing. And I was like, oh yeah, this actually holds up well. And then I was like, oh look, a plastic bag of games. I have to go play. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but it's the whole thing is like one of those eighties nostalgia bomb, like homage fest things where it's like, oh fuck yeah. The, yeah, they like the whole game. Like the graphics are completely like retrofied. Everything's neon. There's like grid textures everywhere. Like all the enemies are like these like bright, vivid colors, and they like shoot out like the blood is like bright, you know, purples and greens and like oh, all the like, neon awesome. colors. So it's like really cool looking. But it takes place. Kind of sounds almost like a new dawn, like with it being colorful. And yeah, stuff. yeah, but it's yeah, it's very like. Um, so what's the what's like the name there's like a word for it like that sort of aesthetic where it's like dark backgrounds and like everything in the foreground's like neon it's like vaporwave is that it or something it's like that i it's, it's I there's like a word know. for it there's a word vaporwave sounds cool right as fuck though so we yeah. can go with that it, that could mean something different i don't know but it's yeah <laughs> But it's like the music is done differently. It's got the 80s synth for like everything. Uh, the like the world is like recreated in this sort of like over the top like 80s like movie video game like sort of style where it's like the cutscenes are like pixelated in like mm. like they show like that's pretty cool. You know, and like what's going on, and they've got like Michael Bean. Who's uh, Kyle Reese from the Terminator, and he was an alien. No kidding. He, he voices like the main guy. They got him to do like the voice acting for it. He was great uh, as Kyle Reese. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's so fantastic, and like all the dialogue is so cheesy and like eighties. Like you you, know, you like stab someone, and it's ugh. He think he got the point. It's like stuff like that. <laughs> like, Holy shit, that really is right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, and it's like all the weapons you have are based on weapons from like 
like video games and movies from the 80s so it's like you have like a minigun it's called like old painless from like predator <laughs> it's like it's it's Thank like God. perfect if you're into that like sort of 80s like nostalgia aesthetic thing it's such like a love letter to all those things and it's it's just really fun too because of how like insane and over the top it is yeah so i might have to go try to yeah, get that's, back to that i would definitely yeah i yeah that's one of easily one of my favorite far cry dlcs just because of how much it changes it too because it feels right. like a different game see that yeah that's when i love like when they can they can do that with a dlc that makes it worth it alone yeah it's like most of the mechanics are still the same but like everything else is completely different yeah because they did that with um because i'm not really going to talk too much about it because i only dabbled with the far cry 5 dlcs because i bought the like the the deluxe edition or whatever so it came with all the other ones and i played through like their vietnam setting one and that was really cool because it was basically far cry mechanics in a vietnam setting so it actually emphasized stealth and it gave you like these cool stealth perks so like you could end up working up a way to have like chain killing. So if there were enemies close enough, you could like basically move from one enemy to the other quickly and quietly without setting alarms. It's yeah, really, yeah. really fun. I think they have <laughs> they, that in three. Yeah. That's the thing is Far Cry actually does some really good DLCs. Like they, they make, cause they did like a zombie one and they did like an alien attack one for Far Cry five. It's mm-hmm. just like so outrageous, but they're just like, yeah, the mechanics are solid. So here, Go enjoy this crazy world. Yeah, it's just like, oh, if you didn't weren't too into it, maybe you'll like this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just gonna throw aliens in there. <laughs> yeah. Aliens are always cool, so yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Awesome. I always saw it like just from conversations, like like the conversations, Matt, you've spoken about like Far Cry DLCs, it almost sounds like they tend to do the DLCs better than the main game. Like, just from conversations we've had. <laughs> um, I mean, I would argue with Far Cry Three because I think Far Cry Three is okay. like, phenomenally good. Yeah, but Far like, Cry okay. Three is is good. I, like Far Cry Four was a very solid game. I feel like the, mm-hmm. the antagonist was just forgettable. And then okay. it's weird because like New Dawn is its own game, but it kind of feels like an expansion. But it, it was still a full game, and it was only forty dollars. But I feel like New right. New Dawn really just improved upon everything the Five was doing because Five. It had, like, this really strong nucleus, and then on, the, on paper it had a cool antagonist, but then once you got deep, you're like, this is just not as... It wasn't as uh, hooking as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would like to talk about my all-time favorite DLC in a video game ever, which I thought would be very difficult, and turns out it's not. So <laughs> I have spoken about this before, but Tiny Tina's assault on Dragon Keep for Borderlands 2 is actually the most fun I've ever had playing a video game. <laughs> so you should play it after beating the main story for two. You don't have to, but there is like it kind of helps to wrap up like a couple of things. Not necessary like, not that they were necessary, but it gives you like some emotional closure. It's essentially a Dungeons and Dragons campaign led by Tiny Tina who's like this psychotic yeah it's amazing led by this psychotic girl Tiny Tina I love her so much and you play as like whatever character whatever vault hunter you want although there she's also playing with NPCs like Brick and Mordecai and Lilith then they'll chime in from time to time and the whole I guess spoilers for this even though Mm -hmm. I think it's past its time It basically is a retelling of the main campaign in a fantasy setting. Like you're going against the uh, handsome sorcerer who's supposed to be Handsome Jack. 
And it's basically telling the whole story of how tiny Tina viewed it because Roland dies early on in the game and she loved him. Like that was like her father figure. And it's a way to like kind of give her emotional closure, which I really enjoyed. Aside from the fact I love Dungeons and Dragons, I love fantasy settings and the references and everything in it was so hilarious. It could have honestly been its own game. I think we plugged over 30 hours into it. It comes with new enemies, new weapon types, just a ton of great writing as the Borderlands series is known for with its humor. And I like that it gave emotional closer closure because I'm a very like emotional person. Yeah. So I felt it was like, oh, this is so touching. And then Claptrap says something and ruins it all, of course, at the end as he is, you know, <laughs> want to do. Um, I would have paid like, I think, I forget how much it was. It was probably like, Fifteen dollars on its own. Remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I always get the season nice. passes. Yeah, it was. It couldn't have been. I always get the season pass for the games, um, at least for Borderlands, because I love it so much. But I would have paid like at least like twenty to thirty dollars for it. It was that good, and I'm pretty like mm, when it comes to buying extra stuff, I cannot recommend it enough. I think there were other DLCs for Borderlands too. You don't need to play them. Just play this one. <laughs> it was so good. And Matt, I think you can back me up at least yeah, a bit on this because we did play through it together yes, no, we <laughs> several did, yeah, times. Absolutely, I agree. I think it like because I wanted to say like next thing I wanted to talk about was like how much you for a DLC is like one of the most important things is how much you're paying versus how much content you're you're receiving. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, so if you're paying like twenty bucks for this new DLC, like you're gonna hope there's like content to match that and Mm -hmm. like that's absolutely like a perfect example of like surpassing i feel like it surpasses like what you pay for it because you're right about it feeling almost like its own game it's not quite like you know the content you would see in like borderlands 2 in the base game itself but it's pretty like up there in terms of like the like the world that like the whole like the whole new area and maps and everything and enemy types and weapons and just the amount of stuff that's included in it it's like pretty close so like that that's one of those DLCs that's 100% worth it in terms of mm-hmm. like providing like a genuinely new experience like an expanding upon like the original original game and like it didn't even it's funny because I feel like it didn't even have to do the sort of like clo- like you were saying like the closure like it almost didn't have to include that but like they no. like they did it anyway just because it's like oh like just have that tie in the yeah. original game to make it actually feel like this is oh this is an actual legitimate continuation not just like a oh and we're offering another adventure right right yeah it was so good <laughs> <laughs> i just like i uh i know i, I need it. to go back to like playing some more borderlands 2 before borderlands 3 comes out admittedly yeah. i did i did uninstall it i have to reinstall it but that, Dude, won't, that won't take long it. yeah i know the, the, uh, the worst part of playing borderlands 2 like over and over again is like the first i would say like quarter of the game it's like oh my god i hate playing this part (laughs) but once you get past a certain point i'm like i would replay from here on out the entire like forever yeah but the first like quarter of the game i think it's like oh my god yeah i think i was at like i think i was at like level 
12 or 13 or something when I yeah. stopped playing. I'd have to go back and check. Mm-hmm. I have two more that I was going to talk about. Yeah, um, go for it, Steve. One of them is the infamous games. So I don't know if you have any experience with those. They were, they were PlayStation only, so Infamous 1 and 2 came out on PS3. Then Infamous Second Son came out on PS4, like not too long after launch of PS4. So I felt like Infamous Second Son was kind of that first like big game because... I mean, Killzone Shadowfall, solid game, nothing remarkable. It's just kind of another, like, first-person shooter. And Knack, I mean, I feel like Knack has become a meme at this point. So, like, Second Son came out in February 2014, and so that was only, like, four months or so or three months after PS4 launched. And I loved Infamous 1 and 2. I thought it was a really cool take on, like, the superhero-style game because you're this new hero with, like, these really cool powers with Cole, and then you switch over, and now you're, you know, Delson. And in Second Son, like, Delson was cool because, like, he could absorb other people's powers and then kind of use them himself. So instead of just doing, like, the the same, like, electricity stuff that you were doing with Cole, you can do – eventually you can rotate between, like, four different sets of powers. Really cool. Only problem was Delson's story was like kind of shitty. It was just like kind of boring. <laughs> it it wasn't anything spectacular. What it really came down to is like he was trying to like get these like rocks off of his grandmother's legs. Like that's really <laughs> what you really boil down that story. That's what it was. <laughs> but <laughs> I fall in and I can't get up. Grandma, Pretty much. I gotta get these rocks off your legs. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta get grandma's rocks off anyway <laughs> so in that game though you're introduced to a character called fetch and she's awesome because she has the neon power and the neon power is one of the coolest ones in the game it like lets you just like run up walls every one of these powers they have their own type of like projectiles you can shoot out um, but the the neon one was awesome because like every time you do it it would leave like a trail of neon wherever you went so gotta love the neon the, yeah, I love the neon, so I'm going to have to play Blood Dragon. <laughs> but they released a DLC that was called Infamous First Light, where you played as Fetch, and you played as her leading up to, like, how she got captured by, you know, those agents, and, like, before she ends up meeting Delson. So you, you play through as her, and, like, her story is just so much cooler. Like, <laughs> she's just got, like, a cooler origin. She has just, like, better characteristics, and, like, it's just more interesting because he was just, like, this punk teenager's like, hey, man, you put rocks on my grandma. I don't like that, so I'm going to travel and hunt you down. Whereas, like, she just had, like, a lot more emotion behind, like, what her story was. Um, I really don't want to spoil it because, like, I think I, – I don't think the Infamous games get enough love, unfortunately, like, outside of the PlayStation community, community only because, like, it is a PlayStation exclusive, so, like – it's one of those ones where I'd recommend, like, if you can get your hands on a PlayStation, play these games because it's a unique IP. It does a lot of cool things with open worlds. It has that ability where you could be good or bad. Again, it's one of those ones when we talked like the morally ambiguous episode where it's like you, you'll always lean towards good just because the interactions that you go through, you would just feel like a dick if you were bad in that game. Like, <laughs> yeah, I started playing it because it's on um, PlayStation now. So yeah, you play the at least the first one. I like couldn't really get too into it. I played a few hours. I was like, eh, I don't think this is really for me. But yeah, see, because I, I, I did my, definitely... I did the trial of PlayStation now, and I was, I didn't end up sticking with it because like it, it the latency is really shitty. Like, you got to like move the the directional stick, and it'll take like a second or two for them to Honestly, move. Honestly, it really depends on your Wi-Fi. Like, yeah. I like my Wi-Fi in general is pretty good because I have the router in my room. Yeah, and like you know, but. Yeah, if, like, it's, for a lot of people, it's not worth it. Um, yeah. But honestly, you know. 
off the cuff, you can always borrow mine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but um, I would recommend trying Second Son because Second okay. Son is was made for PS4. It still is like early PS4, so now it might even look dated, which is crazy to think because that game looked really cool when it came out. The first one looked... Oh, yeah, no, yeah. The first <laughs> one is like... definitely dated. The first one, fun fact, I played that because that was one of the free games that PlayStation <laughs> offered us after the big 22-day blackout of the PSN because of the hacking. Oh, really? So that is why I played Infamous, and then I got hooked, and I was like, well, now i got to play the second one. So maybe I'll just do, like, a story read and try the second one. I'll do that, maybe. Well, that, well, you could just play I, I Second Son can... without the first yeah. two, because Second Son, it's its own story. Like, okay, there are probably <laughs> references to the first two, but you really don't need to know them. Like, Second Son, it, it stands alone. Okay, good. Yeah, I'd recommend it. It's definitely a lot of fun. Matty-o. I guess I could talk about multiplayer DLC, since we've talked about a lot of... Um, oh, nice. talked about a lot of single-player DLCs. I'll, I'll go to multiplayer, and I'll say... Um, Steve, I don't know if you played this one. Uh, it was the, the DLC for Battlefield Bad Company 2. It was the uh, Vietnam DLC that they came out with. That was another game that I it? got into at Battlefield 3. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm always like just, one I'm behind. Like, yeah. one, one to eight. It's just one entry. Because I played Bad Company, the first one, a little bit. Mm. I enjoyed it, but like I wasn't really... Because I was more into Call of Duty. Like, like at that okay. point, like all yeah. I wanted to do was play Call of Duty. But I, I didn't get into back into Battlefield till three. I still think Bad Company Two might be the best Battlefield. I've heard that Put, from a lot of people. There, throwing too. it out there, I, I think personally it's my favorite. But they released a DLC which was like a Vietnam like mm. one where it's like that they were like maps in Vietnam and all the weapons were like Vietnam era and like you, it was all like that. But it wasn't just like that. It was also like the sort of aesthetic had been completely changed. Where it was like, yeah. okay, if you were in a tank, all the tanks had like loudspeakers on them, and you could play like music from like the vietnam era so you had like Jimi hendrix and like all that that's and, awesome like, you're playing like fortunate son on in like the hueys uh. and it's like it's, this is so cool it's just, <laughs> and, and then it's like uh you could play like flight of the valkyries and it's it's all those sort of like iconic vietnam era like things you associate with that and it like kind of nails the sort of feeling of that so well hmm. all the maps are really well done they included like flamethrowers so now there's like this aspect of like you could set this stuff on fire and like <laughs> it, this is like the early days of uh like the frostbite engine and oh yeah for stuff looked fucking amazing and it's like oh my god and like it, it they still do really good like with the frostbite engine although you know not oh, with, yeah um, not with uh so much with you know that one game that just came out that we won't talk about <laughs> but yeah in terms of like multiplayer dlcs that's that's the kind of stuff i'm looking for is something that sort of really adds a new spin on the gameplay mm -hmm. you know some new fun new gameplay things fun like you know they like have a totally different like coat of paint that like makes things a little more visually interesting yeah can't really think of any other sort of multiplayer specific dlcs that are like outside of like map packs and weapon packs, which I'm yeah, never yeah. like super. Like, those like, are so into. lame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was gonna be in my. Cause I agree. I was gonna talk about like, I don't know if we want to get to that yet, but I was talking about like DLCs that kind of miss the mark or stuff I'm not like looking for. In we'll see to where that. the pod takes us. Yeah, I imagine we'll get to that point. Oh yeah, right? we'll we're definitely hit about, that. We're still talking about what what we like to see, but that that's definitely one of one of my favorites. I have a few more. I'll probably just do two more and then do honorable mentions. So 
I'm going to combo these because they really go well together. The Mass Effect 3 DLCs, uh, Omega and Citadel, freaking love them. <laughs> I know, like, some people did not, were not a fan of Citadel, and I'm like, well, that, well, screw you. You just don't like character interactions. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Isn't so that, Omega... like, the party one? Yes! That's <laughs> one! Like, come on. Uh, you gotta get <laughs> Shepard's party together. Somebody get Garrett's. <laughs> That's a part of it. I it's know. not even the whole thing. I know. Thing. It's just funny. <laughs> it's like we're trying to save the universe. It's like, we gotta throw a party first. <laughs> Did you get him a Carvel ice cream cake? <laughs> I will be getting that a cookie puss. <laughs> you got it. So Omega has to do with helping Arya Tolok, who's like a known character in the series, get back her nightclub, Omega. She's like the ruler of it. And that has like some really great character development for her. She's one of my favorite characters in the series. She's just such a badass bitch. I love her. <laughs> and it gives her character more depth. It's a lot of cool fighting and just adds to the story. Uh, Citadel I love because it's kind of got like a kooky plot like there's a double shepherd and oh my god they took her hamster like it's really (laughs) silly it's really silly but it gives you so much character interactions all like your squad mates so long as they survived from two you get to interact with all of them and like just have really funny interactions with them you have one last party at shepherd's apartment before like the world goes to shit basically um, and gives you more like chances like for if you're romancing someone and it's just such a fun dlc you get to like go play slots or whatever you get to gamble and they have so many just such good character development and writing in it and that's why i personally love it so much because i that was my favorite part of mass effect was having the interactions with the squad mates and just being able to develop relationships with them because i'd always pick certain people on my squad just from the quips they do back and forth like I almost always took Rex and Garrus because mm. they're well, I love Garrus. I romanced him every time. I just could <laughs> not. And Rex is so freaking funny. I was like, I have to take him. Or I took a Grunt, who's your other um Krogan squad mate you can have. It's just so good. Like to me, a DLC doesn't always have to be like, well, does it add like new combat or new weapons? Even if it's something like as small as, oh, look at how these characters interact together. Yeah. As long as it's well done. And it's, you know, adds something to the story and it's well written. I don't mind. Mm -hmm. I really am a sucker for single player games. So to me, I was like, I don't care if this is silly. Like, if I were in that situation, I think I'd want to have one last party before I die. Like, who cares? (laughs) Live it up. It's gotten a lot of flack, but it's good. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to say, I can definitely see the appeal of like, like every like, DLC or any like when regard like in regards to like a game like Mass Effect where it's like we got to save the universe so it's just like every single thing has to be dire and has the highest stakes it's like it's a, I can see how it's like refreshing to have like a DLC where it's just like no it's just we're gonna have a party and it's gonna be like more about character stuff and then you know how you and you know interacting with them and just seeing how they act in their downtime and hmm. just mostly stuff like that I can I can definitely see the appeal of it yeah for sure Especially if you like the characters, too. Like, if it gives yeah. you the chance to spend more time with them, then, yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was, I think, their largest DLC. It, like, came in, like, two separate download packs because it was so big. Oh, really? So yeah. That's, like, a that. bonus. <laughs> it added, yeah, it added a lot to, like, the size of the game, too. 
So nice. Evie, my last one one that I wanted to mention, and this was one of those ones like like Matto, you were talking about, where it just like completely does something different while Mm -hmm. kind of staying in that world. And that's Red Dead's Undead Nightmare. Uh, that was when I was that thinking. was yeah. absolutely incredible because first of all, Red Dead Redemption was an incredible game. That was like that first because that was the first like real Rockstar game that I got like swept away by. You know, like Vice mm. City was a blast for sure. Like Grand Theft Auto Three, San Andreas, they were all great games. But those were games that I would like pick up, play a little bit, and, and just like here and there dabble, and sometimes just punch in cheat codes and go on a murderous rampage to see how many stars I could get. Yep. But then, like, sums it up. (laughs) Red Dead came around, and I just could not stop playing it. That was one of the first games that I just completely hundred percented because, like, I just couldn't stop playing. I wanted to stay in that world. And then when Undead Nightmare came out, it came out like right when zombie like mania was kind of kicking off. It was, yeah. So there wasn't the zombie fatigue yet, and then it was just like, cool. I get to hunt zombies with John fucking Marston. So, like, especially because how Red Dead ends, spoilers, John dies. So this gives what? you the chance to play as John again after, like, you're like, ah, oh, shit, I had to play it as, as a shitty son for, like, an entire epilogue. That wasn't that cool. So now <laughs> it, like, gets... Yeah, yeah, like, hair. Oh God damn God. it. I was, like, it was... John Jr. I was happy to, like, stay and, like, play the game still, but, like, I was like, ah, oh, it's just not John. John was great, but that was just awesome because it was like, all right, I get to like kill zombies, but I get to do it on horseback and I get to do it with like these cool, like shotguns and repeaters and this Western aesthetic and the gameplay back then, like, cause naturally Rockstar just hasn't improved upon their mechanics ever. <laughs> so back then it was totally fine because it was like, oh yeah, it's a Rockstar game. And now of course we're just like, well, we know this could be smoother. So back then it was still kind of cool to like hustle through with the horse and like hold l2 to aim and because like, i still love how rockstar does the just like lock on aiming that is one thing i'll give them a lot of credit for because they realize hey our shooting mechanics are trash so we're gonna help you out here so the lock on aiming like when you're riding a horse and you just like pick off a zombie that was awesome so undead nightmare it was one of those ones that lets you be that character you loved and it puts you in that same world but with like a little twist on it and that just it hit at the right time because nobody was tired of zombies yet. Everybody was like, "Yeah, give me more fucking zombie shit." Yeah, that would be so, if that came out today, it would be like cringy. Yeah, like imagine like, if it comes uh, out for Red Dead Two, everybody like, "Oh come on, oh, <laughs> yeah, Not this. literally, yeah. like Jesus Christ!" <laughs> it was the perfect storm. They knew exactly what they were doing, and it, it was it was a hit. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that one coming out. There wasn't there like a Bigfoot subplot or something. I think there was. I'd have to go back because it's been a long time. But that's that's just like Rockstar's little thing. I think they love doing those supernatural pro- plots because they had like the alien shit in GTA Five. Yeah. Um. There's like a ton of shit in our and Red Dead Two that there's like one thing. I don't know if anyone's found it yet. I haven't checked in a while. But they were saying there's one thing that people still haven't found. Like there was one like storyline quest that like people hadn't solved yet. That was a few months ago, though. So it, it could have changed. But it's pretty shocking. Rockstar is really good at like just doing those weird things that you just have to stumble upon. When, when your map is half the size of Texas, then <laughs> yeah, there's stuff you miss. They uh, that, yeah, Red, Red Dead was also the first game. Then I put like the map on like on uh-huh. my like door. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> I gotta go here. <laughs> Let me chart my journey. Yeah, we're going, going west. 
going Manifest down. destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Up the Rio Grande into Cochine territory. <laughs> Building God. a railroad today. <laughs> so the last one I want to talk about, O'Neill, I don't think you've played it yet, so I won't get into spoilers. The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine, mm. which is the second expansion for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Fantastic. So it's like another totally new game in a sense. I think it adds like over 30 hours of playable content to it. Um, you take place in a new section of the map or the world. I think it's like Toussaint or Toussaint. And it's so colorful and bright, which is totally opposite of The Witcher for the <laughs> most part when it's so drab and dreary. And you have to basically uncover this like horrible secret about a supposed beast terrorizing the kingdom. Um, you get new characters and monsters, uh, characters that were mentioned like in previous games comes in. There's vampires. You get your own like villa to yourself. It's fantastic. Mm. Like the world is beautiful. I it's and I really liked the other DLC they did, Hearts of Stone. But this was this took The Witcher Three to a whole nother level, which is already in like my top five. Mm. favorite games another dlc i would pay like full price or more for can't say much else since matt hasn't played it yet <laughs> I, I need it is I, like i need to play fantastic the you need a lot of time to dedicate it to it though i'm not i that was the only game i was playing for probably about like two and a half three months straight because otherwise yeah. if you get sidetracked you can't I think this is like the perfect year for backlog games because mm-hmm. I don't. I th- there's good games coming out for sure, and like there have been good games that come out, but I feel like compared to the last two years, this is kind of a quiet year. So this might be that year where like I go Let's back. Take a year off. Let's take- <laughs> I'm okay with yeah. it because yeah. it's like that lull because you know we're getting new systems in like 2020 and like uh, it's kind of just like so I'm cool with that. Let's do some backlog shit in 2019. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I Steve, I can't recommend that game enough. Mm. It's really it's one of the few games I actually finished. I don't finish any games. That's one of the few I did. I know I one. know Rianne has it. I might just take it, put it oh, on my yeah. PS4. <laughs> do it, dude. It's so good. You I think you'll really like it. It's a good RPG. That is that's high on the backlog list for sure. That yeah, Bioshock. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another one of those DLCs where it's like going back to the Tiny Tina thing where it like it's like a whole new map. Yeah, it's, it is. It's like, I think it's, they said the area, it's like even bigger than, yeah, it's about the same, maybe a little bit bigger than Velen and Novigrad, which are the two which other is, major regions. huge. Yeah. And you Already also. Already huge, yeah. You also get a new Gwent deck of cards for it. <gasps> besides oh, like new weapons. Oh, and be still, be, be still my beating heart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So you have to play now. It, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Gwent. <laughs> oh, I won the championship, and it was so lame because someone like just like this plot that intervenes at the end, and I don't get to win. It's ridiculous. <laughs> There's this whole quest line about being the Gwent champion, and then all this shit happens because like someone tried to steal the winnings, and it's like, well, I guess there's no winner. It's like, what? Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. I want to be the Gwent that's, winner. That's for another day. Disappointing quest endings. It's another oh. topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Disappointing quest sure. endings. All right. We'll sure. add that one to the yeah. the list. <laughs> sure. I guess uh, if I could p- one more shout out, it would be to the first expansion I remember playing. 
which would be the expansion for Red Alert 2. It was a Red Alert 2 Yuri's Revenge. This is, uh, if anyone's not familiar with Red Alert or the Command and Conquer series, it's a real-time strategy game. And in the Red Alert one, it's like an alternate reality where it's like the Soviet Union still exists. And there's like time travel and there's a bunch of crazy, insane, ridiculous shit going on. And in the expansion, there's this guy, Yuri, who's like a psychic. He used to work for the Soviet Union. And now he's split off and he formed his own faction. So they introduced this whole new faction, which is Yuri's faction. And they have all these crazy psychic shenanigans going on. And it's this, it plays like completely differently from the other two. So you've got this entirely new civilization that you can just play around with and learn how to use all of their crazy stuff. Hmm. And also this, it's got a whole new like single player campaign that's pretty insane as well. Also involving time travel, which ends with... Yuri being time traveled back to the age of the dinosaurs and eaten by a T-Rex. So that <laughs> about like it. that that sums up the the game in like a, in a nutshell right there. <laughs> if you're looking for a good old retro RTS, nice from from the old days, always feel free to check that one out. <laughs> I felt I felt obligated to mention that one because that was like the first not DLC but like expansion content that I remember actually like getting and getting into and being like oh cool this is like this adds so much to the original game yeah i have one honorable mention i would like to give from rise of the tomb raider the baba yaga temple of the witch dlc was so good (laughs) (laughs) i loved that temple and you got such a cool outfit and the boss fights were crazy yes i really enjoyed that one i never ended up playing the dlcs for those because like I, i always had them on like the the actual physical disc and so like after i'd finish it i would just like trade them in so that's on me that's on me (laughs) yeah no that one was really good it was so like cool because it goes follows like the tale the baba yaga from you know like russian or eastern european folklore it's about john and how (laughs) no it's not (laughs) uh and how like she has the witch has like the house on legs and you fight that it's really good so shout out to that nice (laughs) I, I'd wrap mine up with one just quick shout out to the uh, Skyrim what was it the Dragonborn one because you could ride dragons like that was cool as shit <laughs> <laughs> the thing that you should have been able to do the oh whole for sure time. yeah I was just like not originally as soon the- as you could do it you're like this is all I want to do <laughs> is ride it's this all dragon. I want to do it's all I want to do in real life yeah you could just tear shit up with the dragon you're like hey dragon fire breath <laughs> So shout out to Jakaris. that. Yeah, you were just Jakar. You were Jakarising before it was cool, man. So for like all the the good ones, what are just like quickly before we kind of wrap up with our, I guess like our overall like what we look for. What are some like quick ones for you that that just didn't hit the mark? I have a few. It's like a few key like. <laughs> It's more like key sins that DLCs tend to commit. Mm. So um, yeah. I was going to say like all of Destiny's like pre-Forsaken, which I guess I uh, forgot to mention. You know, shout out to Forsaken. That's an honorable yeah. mention. That was a good one. That was a good one. DLC. Oh, yeah. Except like, you know, I don't know if you could get credit for like making the game what it should have been to begin with. It was like, whatever. <laughs> um, but all yeah, everything tough pre-Forsaken road. was like, why am I? It feels like such an absolute like just. Pfft. What did what did you say before, Steve? War, warm wind. 
Warm wind. Yeah, yeah, warm wind because it's a yeah. fart of a DLC. Yeah, it's like re- the curse of Osiris. It was like, oh, it's about this character Osiris, this mysterious Osiris. Who, who is this about? Like, what's going on? And it's like he's in the DLC for uh, two minutes at most. Terrible. Nothing really <laughs> happens. You just you run down a corridor at the end and shoot this big stupid robot. That's yeah, it. I like, remember when uh, when War Mind finished, I did not know I had finished the DLC mm. until I went back and it was like, oh, you completed War Mind. I was like, what? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was like, there was no definitive moment that would have told me that. <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah, it li- it's literally just kind of like comes and it's over. It's like wow, that well, and that was like twenty bucks. Like, weren't all the DLCs like around that like? 20 bucks or something they're it's about like, 20 yeah 20 so, bucks for like forsaken is like 20 bucks like three <laughs> missions in like a tiny ass like new like level that's you can do the one stupid event there over and over again oh god yeah yeah and then rasputin was like a little bit better like it added a little yeah. bit to the lore it had some like fun things you could do with like the uh, whatever the event with like the beacons were those there's some cool new weapons and like the rasputin thing was cool yeah i'll give it there was some like cool stuff but it still wasn't like i'm not paying i wouldn't have paid full like 20 dollar price that they were asking for for that exactly so it really wasn't until forsaken which like oh actually added in like a substantial like amount of stuff like completely like a whole new story quest line a whole new raid a whole huge new map tons of stuff to do tons of new weapons tons of like ancillary end game stuff that's like yeah. still that they're still doing to this day so again you know maybe release the game on, on that level but you know still credit where's credits do well yeah we'll see what happens now that they're on their own or like if someone picks them up or whatever i'm very curious to see how they handle destiny 3 mm-hmm who knows? I'm I'm excited, but to, like just yeah. to see what it is. Like I don't know whether it's good or bad. I'm just excited to see what they do while they're on their own. Same, same. Were you gonna say something, Kristen? Everything from The Sims Four. <laughs> <laughs> like they... really, you have to pay like fifteen dollars to have like animals. Oh, that's huff. Of, come on, huff butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. Why wouldn't the and animals just come with they the just, gate? <laughs> they just literally will take. Oh, you want all this cool shit? Give us money, but hey, it's EA, so yeah, what a shock. Yeah, I was I was just thinking, I was like, EA makes that game, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and I love The Sims. Does I, the Rosebud I, cheat still exist? The, all the cheats like are still there, but That's it's amazing. so stupid. Like, I, I like love The shameless. Sims, but yeah, oh, it's yeah. blatantly like... Oh, you want new clothes for your Sims? That'll be 99 yeah, cents, so, please. Live in large, <laughs> house party, like all this stuff. It's like, really... So basically, with The Sims Four now, it's everything like that. It's just really just a base game, and anything cool you want, you have to pay for now. It sucks. That so. does suck. I remember playing the original Sims on like the family PC and just being blown away by it. And it was just yeah. like, I, I, it's such a silly game. Like you're just yeah. building these houses and like these. It's people... really bizarre when you yeah. think about it. It's like, but why, it's why so do addicting. Like this so much, yeah. It, but it, it, it is like it's we would so like weird. We'd like fight over like who could like me and my sister <laughs> like fight over like who get to play and like all that. And naturally, you make the town with all these people you know. And if like any of your friends come over, they're like, "Why am I in this game?" 
Then why do I live in a trailer? <laughs> why is my house covered in roaches? <laughs> like, well, you don't clean it very often. <laughs> oh, the things we do to The Sims. That was that game. That game showed you some things about yourself that you just weren't prepared to, to know. Oh. I had one that I just wanted to, to mention. This is a, a more recent one, and it pains me to say this because I fucking love Spider-Man. Everything about it. I felt like the DLC was just kind of meh. I thought like the story was good. I thought it was cool that it was all one story because there were three pieces of the DLC that released like um, over three months. I really kind of just wish they released it all at once because like each one that they would release, then you'd have to do like the new challenges to technically like get all the trophies for it. And at that point I had platinum the game. So I was like, Oh man, I really want to get all these trophies. But by the last (laughs) DLC, I was just so sick and tired of doing the stupid fucking screwball challenges that I was like, after I finished the story, I just, in, in, a, in a rage, I deleted the game. I was like, I don't even want to look at this game anymore because I was so sick of these screwball challenges because they were the same thing over and over again. You just have to fight like this just menagerie of enemies and using all your skills. And at this point, they just had like the most annoying style of enemies and they would throw them all at you at once. So it wasn't even like a mm-hmm. fun fight. It was just like, how can I torture myself the least in this battle? Like that's what it came down to. And I was really disappointed because like, I loved getting some more time with Black Cat. So I loved getting more time with her. I loved because they had some more time with Silver Sable. I thought she was really good in the game. Hammerhead was a cool little side villain just to throw him in. Like, I think that's what he deserved. It's like, because he's not like a great villain, but like, he was a solid little like side piece to it because the real thing was Silver Sable and Black Cat. Like, that was the real story. Mm -hmm. So, like, that was all really good. And it was fun to, like, go back and, like, do a lot of those missions and, like, do the combat as it was. But, like, those little side activities that, like, people like people who are completionists, like, I feel bad for them because <laughs> I'm sure they got sick and tired of them, too. Because it was just the same thing over and over again. So that's kind of, like, yeah. that thing where it just didn't really add anything. So if it just was all released as one DLC, it probably would have went over better for me personally. Because then I wouldn't have to do those stupid missions three times in a row. <laughs> right. Understandable. Yeah. But, I mean... Overall, the story of that DLC was good. It was just the, you know, fucking screwball. God, she sucked. (laughs) (laughs) That that was the only one that came to mind for me. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty, but like, that almost could be another another topic for another day. You know, Mm. really. I guess I'll leave it off with bringing it back to Battlefield. Of I think Battlefield Four, there was a battle. It was a multiplayer shortcut DLC, which they had a few of those. Yeah. Which were like, however much it was, you could buy like all the sort of accessories and weapons and unlocks and everything you would get from just like playing the game regularly. Yeah. You pay like X amount and you just get everything unlocked, which is like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's oh, like yeah. a microtransaction. Like, straight up like pay to win. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Unabashedly. <laughs> I like, totally so paid to like unlock that. all yeah. the sniper rifles in that game because I knew <gasps> I was never going to use the sniper class enough to actually rank it up. <laughs> and I didn't want to use the shitty sniper rifle that it started you with. So I paid the five bucks so I could just have all the sniper rifles. I will totally admit it. I did it. No <laughs> regrets. I diddly done did it. <laughs> oh. No regrets. Shame. I played a lot. Of those. I also played like 150 hours of Battlefield 4 online. It was just I didn't <laughs> like that class enough to use it that much. But like yeah. there were times okay. where I needed yeah. it, you know. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's like playing 154 hours like that, like. 
maybe they should that should scale to somehow actually unlocking stuff yeah because you need to do the class like it's like nope we're gonna make it so minuscule and like have it you have to unlock every single scope and laser pointer and tiny thing crazy and it's like oh but maybe so every day you'll get a tiny crate and you'll open it up and maybe there'll (laughs) be something in the crate maybe you'll get a little pretty much you'll get a little stock or a a barrel in the crate (laughs) yeah because that's the thing is like i the sniper rifle starts out with is such a bag of shit, and so like if mm. you're, a, I'm not yeah. a good sniper. So like there are times where I either want to try to rank it up, or because like you're in a map where it's just better to be a sniper. So even a shitty sniper can still get some kills with it if they're doing it. Mm. But I was like, this gun fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, you're, a, you're at a woeful disadvantage to anyone yeah. with like a decent sniper. So I was like, fuck it, five bucks, give me all the snipers. <laughs> Taking them. <laughs> so I have one more, and it's another example of a company screwing fans over. It's actually the first DLC they released for Mass Effect 3. Mm. Oh, it was from, I was going to mention it. Yeah, good. Yep. <laughs> so it was from Ashes. So it was $10 unless you pre-ordered Mass Effect 3, where you unlocked Jav- Javik, who is a central character to the plot and story and mythos of the game. He's a Proth- <laughs> was a Prothean who they've all been rumored, like, they're all dead. He's the last surviving member of the race, and he tells you what happened and gives you all the lore and backstory to the main, to the Reapers and all the other antagonists of the game, as well as, like, different missions and characters. And the fact that they literally, like, oh, you know, this is, like, so important to the lore and the story and everything. (sighs) But you know what? Unless you pre-ordered or spend extra money, you're not getting it. It's like, are you (laughs) kidding me? It's so stupid. Like that, like I love Mass Effect. It's one of my favorite game series. Like talk about like stabbing your fans. Mm. It it was one thing if it was like a little side thing and like it wasn't really important, but it actually added backstory like that you should know and needed to know to really flesh out the game. So Mm -hmm. he's like, you're Uh. right about it. He's like immensely important to the plot. Like, literally like a, a central character yeah i i got it with the game so i don't know like what the how the game plays without him but the fact that like i, I can't imagine playing the game without him because of like the backstory he gives and everything like yeah <laughs> so day one dlc no no so to kind of recap i feel like we we, we have a few things that we're all agree in agreement on where it's like it needs to kind of Add something new. Not necess- It doesn't necessarily have to be story, but it could be, you know, a new location or, you know, new weapons, new skills, new environments, like things like that to kind of make it worth that investment. So, like, it kind of it needs to give you a reason to want to go back to that world because if, I feel like we're all kind of saying the same thing where if it's more of the same, it should have just been included in the, you know, the original release. Right. Agreed. And then I know personally I like to see kind of like like what i talked about first light i like to see focuses on like new characters i think that's cool and then on the opposite end of the spectrum i like refocusing on fan favorite characters with like frozen wilds and the undead nightmare how both of those kind of put that emphasis back on the characters you're already using what are your final thoughts i think as long as it adds to the game in some way without it feeling like it should have been there in the first place to mm-hmm. wrap up the story, then it's worth it. It's DLCs and expansions are very, I think are a very personalized like decision on whether or not you like them because there's some DLCs you could really like and others you don't. 
So for me, as long as it adds to the story or the game in some way that doesn't feel like it was cheapened without it, it's totally worth it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree with all those points made. Yeah. Give me something different. Give me something like of like substance. Like so there has to be some like abun- abundance of content. There has to be something different about it. And like I have to feel like I'm getting my money's worth out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's a multiplayer DLC, maybe you know try something that isn't just like oh buy this to get better. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's a buy map. this to get good. Don't actually play to get better. Just just more a few extra bucks. <laughs> then you'll be able to get that that nice eight times ten scope. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, just don't be EA and do DLCs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if you folks out there have any DLCs or expansions you want to tell us all about, give us a call at 347-509-5620. And with that, it's on to patch notes. So, Christine, tell us all about patch notes. <laughs> Gladly. We're moving on to patch notes. This is patch notes 05.15.19. <laughs> in which we update you on the latest gaming news that broke since last we spoke, Patch Notes is brought to you by Evil Tim Industries. Are you thirsting for more adventures in your favorite game? Are you missing out on your favorite character interactions? Let Evil Tim Industries quench your palate with their top-tier expansions and downloadable content, all available for the low, low, low price of your undying loyalty and mortal soul. <laughs> Evil Tim Industries, thank you for your sponsorship. Uh, Evil Thanks, Tim. Evil Tim. He's always <laughs> up to something. love you tim thanks tim what a character uh steve why don't you start because i'm gonna piggyback off of o'neill will do all right so what i have is this is coming from game informer by matt burt so i'm just going to kind of summarize this article i'll post in the show notes and it's rockstar outlines the future of red dead online and so basically kind of goes on to mention how they were talking about when rockstar released red dead online it was in beta for a reason because they did the same thing with GTA 5 online. They kind of wanted to figure out what's going to work, what's not going to work. Is the foundation going to be secure? They just released a patch, and I saw that it was supposed to cure like 400 known bugs. So they've oh. been they've oh. been listening to like all the feedback. They've been taking that into account. And moving forward, it looks like about in the summertime, they're going to release some more content where... We talked about this on the Twitch one, where we were shocked at how many people were watching D- GTA 5 online on Twitch. And, I re- and in this article, it goes on to say it's because GTA on the PC has a very strong modding community. And these folks, what they're doing is they're playing like role playing in GTA 5 where they're like owning a shop. And that's what people mm-hmm. are watching. And so they're going to implement this type of thing in Red Dead Online. So like not necessarily like being, you know, a shopkeeper, so to speak. But you could be like a hunter and actually like work on missions and go into specific areas where it's going to be like robust hunting, where it's going to improve upon the hunting in the actual main game. They're talking about making these things a little bit more in depth. So if you wanted to be, you know, some like actual person who's trying to live in that world and not just be a felon, which is kind of like the appeal of Red Dead anyway, but you can do these things. So it's going to open up like that role playing aspect. So it's giving new opportunities to make money. Naturally, they're going to end up putting in some more content in terms of like game modes. Uh, but it's really just trying to focus on that ability where you'll be able to recognize certain people depending on what they wear. Because if you're going as like a hunter and you're trying to do like hunting missions and, you know, collecting pelts and different things like that, you'll eventually unlock new clothes and like hats and things like that. And those things will be specific to the hunter missions. 
So if you're out wearing that, people will know that, you know, you're an avid hunter. Same goes like if you're a bounty hunter or something like that, and all you're doing is going around hunting down bounties, you'll be able to unlock clothes that'll identify you as like a really good bounty hunter. And it goes on to mention like maybe that person who's a bounty hunter then eventually wants to get a job in law enforcement and end up working as like a sheriff or something in the game. So it's it's taking into account where like in GTA 5 you were like a CEO or you were the president of a motorcycle club. This is actually like you have to work your way up to like be something in the world. So I think it works for this because GTA 5 is so fast paced and there's just so many flashy things that you can get where this is kind of a more calmed down experience like you just can't move as fast in red dead just because you're on a horse you're not in like a ferrari knockoff flying down the hills of los santos (laughs) (laughs) so i think it's really cool because this is that first time where i'm really interested to see where red dead online can go because i played a little when it first launched it was still kind of bare bones and i knew that was kind of going to be the case after my experience with gta 5 so it's very much a wait and see but hearing these things is really cool because it shows that they are focusing. It's like, what can we do in this world that's going to make people want to keep coming back for more? So they're not just trying to copy what they did with GTA 5. They're trying to innovate with Red Dead Online. So I give them credit for that. I'm looking forward to these improvements. So we'll see. Maybe me and Kate can just work as, as postal workers. <laughs> <laughs> it's do the fishing. real end game that we want to see. That's the dream, folks. I mean, that's the dream. <laughs> honestly, that's like what I live for. Yeah. I just love like I can just oh I could just do this all I want. Yay. Just mundane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, looking forward to it. I love it. Awesome. I can't wait to hear your report back on it once it goes live. Yes, I will. <laughs> I will get in there. That's I. I every time I go to like delete games on my PS4, I look at 103 gigabytes of Red Dead, and I just can't bring myself <laughs> to delete it ever. I haven't played it in months, like, but. <laughs> You can't have the online without having Red Dead, right? Like correct, yeah, yeah. It's it's um, all one and the same. Yeah, it's would, a big chunk. Really, <laughs> I would really like to just have the online and not have because I'm like not. Yeah, I played Red Dead one for a bit. I'm like, yeah, it's just not for me. But I like you know if I could just role play as a shopkeeper fisherman, why not? It's appealing, you know. <laughs> Some appealing life. <laughs> okay, my patchies is uh, Ubisoft's open world pirate game, Skull and Bones, delayed. Uh, so yeah, the big uh, Sea of Thieves killer, as I call it, but not really. <laughs> uh, it ain't even out yet. Yeah. Uh, so it's not gonna ha- be showing at uh, this year's E3, and it now the oh the soonest that we can expect to see it is April of 2020. So originally, uh, back in 2018, said it had already been delayed into the 2019-2020 uh, yep. fiscal year. Uh, and now it's been pushed back even further. So we're now the earliest it can possibly be is April 2020. Saying like, you know, uh, there's no, they don't really have a target date for beta testing or anything else. Uh, but what they did say is our first goal is to make Skull and Bones awesome for our players. We believe in our vision for the game while also making sure the voice of our community is being heard. As soon as we're ready to share more, we'll do so. So I, I have a feeling a big reason for this is like, as they've said, like s- this is a little more combat oriented as opposed mm-hmm. to like, if you look at like Sea of Thieves, like combat's there, but it's not like cl- very, very clearly not the focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about as like bare bones as it can be. Whereas I think Skull and Bones is trying to be a little bit more like deep in regards to that. And I think that's probably like a bigger focus where it's like Sea of Thieves is mostly about like, 
get get in your ship, go on an adventure. Maybe you could shoot some cannons at an octopus or another ship. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see what happens. Whereas this is very much more like, okay, like the combat is going to be central to like the actual gameplay. You're probably going to get into a lot of fights. It's going to happen frequently. So it probably has to get balanced a little more, I imagine, since they're like, since that's such a huge focus for the game. So obviously, like, I don't, I, I'd rather they take their time with something like this if that's what they're going for. Because, like, this isn't, like, the type of game you want to, like, you know, have it released. And it's like, okay, these ships mm-hmm. are broken. Like, X ship is clearly more powerful than this ship. You know, we don't want to end up being, like, a shit show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, like, could still happen if we're being fair. <laughs> like, uh, it, it, this game, it's pretty ambitious. So, odds are it may have some hiccups when it first comes out. But um, I'm always down for a good pirate game. Yeah, and, uh, and <clears throat> I was really looking forward to this just because I was like, oh, I'm kind of done with Sea of Thieves. But then Sea of Thieves kind of came out with like a pretty neat update recently. And I'm like, <laughs> this is kind of the game I wanted. <laughs> so it's actually now it actually has some degree of competition. I mean, yeah. I don't know if other people feel that way about the game, but like I'm I've been playing it a little bit and I'm having a much better time than I've ever had playing it before. Right. Yeah. It's so, fun. I'm yeah. enjoying it again. Yes. I, I like it a lot where it's at right now yeah i've been looking forward to skull and bones um but like that's the thing is like i'm cool with these delays at this point especially with everything that we've seen with like how like the crunch on like these devs so it's like cool exactly. if you need time delay it delay it for as long as you need yeah, i'm all for delay so yeah in my mind this is good news yeah because my like God. i agree like i because I, I, I obviously like we played so many different ubisoft games between all of us and everyone i've played i've had enjoyment with like even the original watchdogs like i have a lot of complaints about watchdogs but i like what it was trying to do i didn't play watchdogs too i've heard it was actually the better game so maybe someday we'll see but like i've always had a good time with ubisoft games like they have a really strong track record so and again like i am looking forward to some more pirates styled games so mm-hmm Take all the time you need. We'll we'll be here when it comes out. <laughs> Are pirates the new zombies? Uh oh. Yeah. Tune in. I'll pose that yeah. question <laughs> for the <Sure>. viewer. <laughs> so uh, to piggyback off of you, Matt, I have an article from IGN uh, by Adam Bankhurst. Uh, Ubisoft planning four AAA releases through March 2020. So we know Skull and Bones is being delayed, and they haven't announced all of them, but we know that Ghost Recon Breakpoint has so far like been unveiled. Like they have the announcement trailer, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and there's three other AAA game titles that they are working on. We don't know what they are yet. Assuming not Assassin's Creed because they are taking like a year long break. Yeah, so, I thought that's what they said. Yeah, so curious to see what they will be. Um, I know there was like the joke tweet about Splinter Cell being in development, but apparently the I dev think was joking it. around. Yeah. No, I think that's <laughs> it. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they're, they're they're joking for sure. But like, if their they? <laughs> if their E3 press conference doesn't have Splinter Cell, you're gonna see mm-hmm. a lot of people complaining on Twitter for sure. Of course. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I think Just Dance will be one of them though. I think they'll release Just Dance <laughs> this year. Yeah. But like that's the thing is like I, I don't know I, I don't know what else because like they're they said they're taking a year off of Assassin's Creed I hope they do because like it it needs a break yeah like, give it a minute because they like, want to do some Viking shit which sounds cool so like take a little time <laughs> with that exactly like let it be good but yeah because like I think it'd be Splinter Cell who knows the Ghost Recon game could be released this year. 
because the last one came out in 2017. So, I mean, it's feasible. But uh, Yeah. We'll have to see at E3 what they've mm-hmm. got planned. If they even, like, say, like, they'll probably be like, this is what we're working on. Yeah. But I just think that's interesting. You know, they're pushing back Skull and Bones, which has, like, been announced that they're doing. Yeah. To be working on these other, like, four AAA titles, which... You know, you want to work on your big franchises or IPs, but at the mm-hmm. same time, like Skull and Bones looks really cool and interesting. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, I believe that the delay is for the better. It's always better to take time on a product to make sure it works rather than be broken at release. But still, it's kind of like, well, do you need to work on like all these things at the same time? Yeah, I wonder if because wa- I've been hearing a lot of people think like they're gonna announce like a Watch Dogs three. I was like, Rhea, I wonder if that's <laughs> like it. Relax, let's just work on you know a couple. <laughs> we don't. Like we can wait. We can wait for Watch Dogs three. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. No one's clambering for <laughs> Watch Dogs three. You can take your time. Yeah, that's the thing is I feel like because like Skull and Bones is definitely the most interesting one that they've proposed. Yeah. So, like, that's the one, other than Splinter Cell, because if Splinter Cell gets announced, people are going to lose their fucking minds, because it's been mm. so long since we've had one of those games. <sighs> I've never played them. Can we have a Splinter Cell that's, like, stealthy again? I, th- I feel like that's I feel what like, they would go back to. I they feel got like the you. last few Splinter Cells are, like, and now you have, like, this, like, takedown ability where you just go John Wick on people and just, like, what, what, that's, why, then why not just do that? All the time. Like, why ever be stealthy? <laughs> why am I sneaking? Just kill everyone in the room. Like, what? And with that, patch notes 5.15.19. Shout out, happy birthday, dad. It's his birthday today, my dad. Hey, he happy definitely birthday. won't be listening to this, but he can't say I didn't say happy birthday. I actually wish him a happy birthday. So when I have somebody be like, you oh, didn't good. call him. Blah. So, no, he, he got his happy birthday wish. We're going out this weekend. Everything's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Happy birthday. Me me and dad are fine. We're fine. (laughs) But it does seem like it is time to finally wind down episode 80. So if you have enjoyed this episode or any other episode, head on over to whatever podcast service you listen to us on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast, whatever it is, leave us a like, subscribe to us, write us a review. It goes a long way, and we really appreciate the support. And of course, if you've enjoyed this or any other episode, or anything else we produce, head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two because it'll go right back to the show, making it the best podcast in the fucking world. And we'd really appreciate it. So this winds down episode 80. We hope you have enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you. And we will talk to you all very soon. I was going to say it was Euron Greyjoy, but he wasn't an option. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like something he might That's say. That's too sophisticated <laughs> yeah. for him. You're right. He's mo- the he's... of a billion dead cocks, you know. <laughs> Getting the queen, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was a, that was a fantastic Euron impression. <laughs>